Welcome to another edition of the Green Beers Podcast. As always, that is AJ. He is the green. I am Ken. I am the beige. And joining us at the Green Beers desk for the first time ever, Mr. Michael Hercules, a.k.a. Logs of the Collective Bargaining Podcast. So as Logs is... AJ's guy, more so than my guy, he's known him for much longer than I have. I'm going to allow AJ to introduce our guest this week. I mean, how well do we really know someone, right? I mean, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you know what? Uh, in all seriousness, we, most of our guests have been from the beige side of the green base. Tonight, we actually have someone from the green side, my brother from another. I've spent countless hours in this man's house wrecking FIFA when he was sleeping. We go way back like Carol Pratt. Yeah, so this, this is, is my true. guy. This is all true. Yeah, yeah. We, we go back. We go back. So this is this is one of the, the, the nearest and dearest friends to me. And he just started his part. And, you know, I, I really like what he and Hardware are doing. It's some good stuff. The collective, collective bargaining part. And we'll touch on that a bit later. But Logs, welcome. I know also you're an NFL aficionado. aficionado. So um, we're pleased to have you here, my brother. Definitely. Oh, pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here, guys. I, <laughs> I appreciate the invite. It's yeah, not as very rare that you know I get invited to another podcast. And you know, I'm happy hey, to be here. Hey, we're all in this fraternity now, bro. We're all it in this fraternity. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we are all family. And what better way to help you get your podcast out there than to bring you on with our folks. And allow you to get some more exposure yeah, as well. At Logs, you have your collective bargaining podcast, which yes, you guys sir. specialize in the MBA. So we are going to now have some MBA conversation. We are going to follow <laughs> your lead. So let's, what's let's going see. on in the MBA, Logs? Man, a lot is going on in the MBA. A lot has been going on. I want to know, I want to get some opinions from you guys just based off what you've seen and what you um what you think what do you think what 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 is your outlook or what is what do you think about when you see the presently constructed los angeles lakers team can well, you might have more to say so let me go first um it 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 feels to me like like if Ron Isley and whoever was, a, I can't remember his name, like the lead singer from The Temptations and somebody wow. else, all Mick Jagger and all of them just got together as a band in their 80s. Like we just well beyond their primes and it just felt like, you know what, we were really good back in the day. So let's, let's just come together and form a band now. And it's, and what, the, what they produce is terrible. That's how I felt seeing the roster at the beginning of the season. And that's how I feel now. I haven't, I'm not going to tell you I sat and watched every single Lakers game, but I, I know from what I saw, I'm not convinced in any way, shape, or form that this is a championship team. Well, that's true. I probably don't even need to see. I, I, I've, I've seen some stats as well. I've even seen a little bit of highlights. But this team is supposed to be going for broke, right? This is, this is an all-in franchise. Lakers usually are. and it, it, Definitely with the names that they've added, that's what they're supposed to be. And it does not in any way, shape, or form feel like that. It feels like desperation, trying to cling on to something that has been lost from all of these guys. Mm -hmm. And I've never been very complimentary about Russell Westbrook. I think he's a, I think he's still a very good basketball player, but the guy is not it. And, and I don't even want to place the blame on him. I, that, that was, 
Yes. I don't want to, to mislead and make it seem that I'm blaming him for the struggles. The unit just doesn't look good. And I don't know if it's if it's only down to, to Frank Vogel as coach. He he most likely is a problem too. But I just ain't convinced with what I'm seeing from the Lakers at all. Not as a championship um, contending team. Amanda didn't have a have a lot to say. You had plenty. I was not because no, I, I, I didn't get into I didn't get into any specifics and any technical, you know, about the the the, the ball itself. Like, that's enough. Ken team, though. That's Ken team. Oh well, look at that, Ken. Let me hear what you got to say, bro. So the last two champions in the NBA have two of the worst coaches I have ever seen win a championship. <laughs> I said consistently during the championship run of the Buccaneers, not Buccaneers, the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> last season, That's the Bucks had the worst coach in the playoffs. I said it every single round and they won the championship. I would have said the same thing too if the conversation was going in that direction when the Lakers won the championship in the bubble. But yes. now what are we seeing? The Frank Vogel is not the coach that can fix the problems that this team has. So Correct. when you start with Vogel, then we get to the roster. So this roster looks like what any child would do if they were playing NBA 2K in 2014 and they were doing, they, they just had free reign to just get anybody that they wanted on the roster to, to construct it however they wanted. We have an old ailing LeBron James who can't stay fit, number one. Okay. We have Anthony Glassman, according to Charles Barkley, street clothes Davis, that could never stay fit. You then bring in Russell Westbrook, who I have affectionately called for his entire career, headless, because that is how he plays. He that runs into blind alleys and then he's looking for somebody to bail him out. And a lot of the turnovers are based on his poor play. It is not necessary to say that his scheme or somebody was just in the wrong spot. It is that Russ came down the key and then was throwing the ball to his spot that only he thought somebody was going to be. So when you then bring him in, and you add in the fact that for his entire career, LeBron James has been extremely ball dominant. He does not let go of the ball for a point guard because he says he's not the point guard for a point guard to run the offense. So you bring in Russell Westbrook, who is a point guard, that's accustomed to having the ball in his hand. But now you're going to tell Westbrook he has to play off the ball. Westbrook is not a good shooter. He's not been a good shooter for pretty much his entire career. Even when you look at his free throw percentage, that has fallen off a cliff. So he is not Steph Curry to be moving off the ball, spot up and get to a spot and you give him the ball, he shoots and he scores. So if he doesn't have the ball, what purpose is Russell Westbrook serving? Nothing. So then you now have Carmelo Anthony, or should I say the shadow of Carmelo Anthony, because Carmelo Anthony has not been a good viable option, first option especially, since maybe his second season in New York. So you have Damn. all of these old players and Anthony Davis who can't stay fit. 
what am I supposed to feel about this team? How am I supposed to feel good watching them any night? We have DeAndre Jordan as the starting center. And all he can do is stand up in the paint. He's not that great defensively anymore. And he can't do anything from three feet out. You get him outside of the protected circle and he is completely ineffective. Then he's standing there. So now he's clogging the paint for Westbrook when he's driving, for LeBron when he's driving. Thank God LeBron seems to have developed an outside shot in his latter years. But when you have Anthony, Anthony Davis, listen, Anthony Davis is a get on my last nerve. Honest to God. Because you cannot be seven feet tall and tell me that you are going to say that you want to become a three, but we don't even talk about Kevin Durant as anything other than a three because of his stature, and he has the shot from outside. Anthony Davis is shooting 19% from three. He's shooting 19% from three, and the minute that you put a body on him, he shrinks. He, <laughs> he shrinks. And the fact that he's like a wet soda bix does not help. The minute that you hit him, he is done for three or four weeks. I said a wet soda bix. Logs, <laughs> I uh, honestly, oh. right? You see why I told you let me go first? That that's that's the yes, I see why. I see why. Yeah, I, I, see I why. know he would have had a more <laughs> impassioned um, soliloquy than I did. So I just gave a little broad introduction to, to get him. I, I know how. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. At, at his retirement, the great rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, was my favorite player in the NBA. When he retired, that title moved over to Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors. I play him, I, just like Shaq, I pay much more attention to what's happening with the Warriors than what's happening with the Lakers. Because every time I see what's happening with the Lakers, it just gets my blood hot. Fair. That's fair. So the problem, here's what I think the problem with Lakers is. And it started off how you started off. Um, Frank Vogel, he's a head coach. I don't think he's the best head coach for that type of talent that he has available. Uh, also, his rotations are god-awful, right? He doesn't play players or put in players in the positions that they need to be played at. So he would probably... I see him running sets. Well, just recently they added IT, right? They were running Rondo, Westbrook, and IT. Now that's going small, but you have two non shooters, mm -hmm. three point guards who basically need the ball in their hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Granted, IT, IT doesn't shoot, it doesn't pass that much, right? The other Rondo and Westbrook, they pass more. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but you still have three small guards all of which are ball dominant on the court at the same time, mm. right? Um, which doesn't make any sense to me. Then you have, so I could go for Frank Gold. I, I, I hate his rotations. Like his rotations are god-awful. I think that's one of the reasons why they were losing so early in the season. Mm -hmm. Like he was doing small ball. You have all these big guys. Like you won the bubble with the big guys, right? Mm -hmm. Stay with that. And... If you check last season when he had Montrez, he didn't know how to use him. At all. Like, I was like, just mm -hmm. put Montrez in the game. He'll kill. Yeah. Especially in the, especially in the, in, a, in the playoffs in the first round. I was like, why is Montrez not in a game? It makes no sense. 
you're killing right now. Anyway, um, then you come down to the players. When it comes to the players, you have to remember LeBron and Anthony Davis asked for Russell Westbrook. So they got what they wanted. You can see LeBron is GM. He gets what he wants. So they give him what he wants. And now it's a little difficult because Westbrook has never been known to make the best decisions when, right? Especially. Wait, didn't, who, he ask, didn't he ask a question though? Didn't he ask for Melo yeah. as well? Yes. Yeah. Well, Wait, he didn't he ask recruit him. Mello? Yeah, that was just a, yeah. I wasn't yeah, he suggesting he didn't Mello. say that, but all right. Yeah, he recruited Melo, and Melo came across. Melo wanted to come since Kobe was there, but he, he wanted the money instead mm-hmm. in New York. Um, but yeah, so it comes out, so it, it's, the, it's them that wanted Melo. Then you have to think about um, who's going to play on the ball. And I don't think, I honestly don't think the problem per se is Westbrook. The problem for me is Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is considered a top five prospect. Well, he's not even a prospect. A top five talent in the NBA. Not anymore. Oh, I don't see it. I, I honestly don't see it. Like he to to back up what Ken said. When you put him in a post, he falls like a. <laughs> he just falls. If you put a body on him, look at look at the matchup. They had a game the other night against the Timberwolves, and Cat just killed him. Just Cat. kept going. Yo, Cat yeah, went into the paint. Yo, Cat went into the paint, just bodied him inside. And, he, and he, every time he scored, you know what he said? He's too mm. small. Too small. <laughs> He's too small. Wow. Bruh. And Cat has not been playing like that for the whole season. Yeah. But when he got up against AD, murdered. <laughs> right? He doesn't play his... his I think... He's trying to play through injuries because most of his career, he's been Mr. Glass, mm-hmm. right? So this season, he's trying to play. If you realize, he's played a lot more games than we are accustomed to seeing him play games. Mm-hmm. But he had a, like a shoulder, had like a shoulder problem. He had a he always he always seems to have some kind of freak injury happening to him, rolling his ankle, some 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 stupid thing like and you're like why AD? But yeah, so. I think he was trying to play through most of it, and that's why his production mm-hmm. level has gone down. But AD needs to figure out what he wants to do. If he wants to be an outside guy or if he wants to bang in. He put on some extra weight at the beginning of the year and said mm-hmm. he wanted to be a center. He wanted to play at the center position. Mm-hmm. So show us that. Show us your post moves. He doesn't have any. He, does, he barely has a face-up game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is he going to do? Pick and roll? They don't. They barely run that play anyway for him. He mm-hmm. can't pick and pop because he's shooting at ninety percent from three, <laughs> like Kendall saying. Mm-hmm. Worst, the worst, one of the worst three point shooters in the league. So um, I think they have a lot more to figure out. And I don't. I honestly don't think Westbrook is a problem, but he will be the scapegoat. Yes, I agree with that hundred percent because we know that Westbrook he has his challenges. He ha- he's not a perfect player. <laughs> And yes, I have been very critical of Russell Westbrook pretty much the entirety of his career. But he just came and the team is struggling. And they're not going to look and see that the rest of the team is also struggling. struggling. They're going to say it is Westbrook's fault. And I would have to then 
come to his defense, even though I just, you know, <laughs> flared him, that it is not his fault because first the coach has to be able to put the players in a position to succeed. And the coach is not mm. good enough to do that. And then like, this is LeBron's team and LeBron was injured for a good few games. So LeBron coming back, we now have to figure out how all of that is going to gel. As you said, Logs, AD said he wanted to be a five. No, he's saying he wants to be a three. And the only reason he's saying he wants to be a three is because the threes don't have to do all of that banging. They don't get down in the post and do all of that dirty work like how a center or even a power forward has to do. And it's so infuriating that for the entire time that he has been in the Lakers, all of the Lakers' best sets in terms of units on the floor work best with him at the five. Yes. And LeBron playing at the four where you have That's three correct. shooters to, uh, yeah. to accompany them on the floor. No, this joker wants to pull himself completely out and play the three. So now we have <laughs> DeAndre Jordan who can't shoot as the five. Yeah, well, he's, a, then, he's a shadow of himself. There you go. So now <laughs> is Russell Westbrook who will give you the odd three and celebrate like if he's been hitting threes all well, night. Let's, <laughs> let's not, let's not, let's not uh, put so much on him because from corner threes, he's been shooting at 55, 51 to, I think it's 51% and corner threes. So he needs to I'll do, give him that. He needs <laughs> to do like um, PJ Tucker and just go stand in the corner and just wait. <laughs> See, that's why, that's why I didn't, I, I wanted to make it clear initially that I wasn't, I wasn't trying to make Russ the scapegoat. However, I, I never liked the fit. And, and Ken already kind of alluded to that. It was just more so about the fact that Russ is not going to come in and hit and, and drain shots. He's not hitting shots from outside on a consistent yeah. basis. But like, that, like that's you said, not what they wanted. Huh? I, I, and, I, and I get that. And I get that. But so then the other side of that is if, mm. if he's going, if, if, he, if he's not that effective off the ball, and his game is predicated on being on the ball, then, then what happens to the other guys, it's particularly LeBron, who needs to have the ball in his, or who need to have the ball in their hands? And LeBron, yeah, specifically LeBron who needs to have the ball in his hands uh, because that's how his game was, was, is, was recently predicated on. But yeah. as you said, LeBron is who wanted him, so I don't know. I just didn't like the fit. I just didn't like the fit. I, I think Russ is... I, I, I've used the term headless as well. I, I, his decision-making... Um, is, is questionable is is what I've always questioned and I left the phone wanting yeah <laughs> I just didn't see how that fit was going to work but I'm, he's not a scapegoat I, I, I no, don't want to um, the thing about Russ if you remember the time when he was on the Houston Rockets when he got traded there to play with Harden and they were having a horrible time playing together right and that was in the first season in the first half of the season right mm. in the second half of the season you realize he switched his game completely he went and played more into the post and he was scoring more points. But at the same time, it seemed to take Harden off of his game. But it can't really say for sure because you're not sure if that's what Harden wanted because if you look at Harden now, he's not the same player he was pre when he was in Houston, mm -hmm. right? So it could have been that Harden just wanted to stop doing all of those things and he was glad that Russ was there. So that's why dip his production. But you could also say that because Russ was producing so well, Harden didn't have to play as hard. Pun intended. 
but you still have room to grow. But I also remember the Lakers team was never at a hundred percent to start the season. So that's why you're, you're, you're still... Well, it that's can't be I with think. all them geriatrics. <laughs> it can't <Yeah>. be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you could, don't, don't forget, Ariza was injured. A lot of guys were injured. So I'm that's why... We are calling more old names. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, but no. Of themselves. Yeah, but, but no, that, that, that's, that's a factor because that's why um, Frank Vogel is not really on the on the benches yet because he's he, they still give him the benefit of the doubt because he didn't have all his players and then he still lost he lost LeBron for half of the season basically and but this was a good time to show all right we have Westbrook let's go out there let's run some sets he has no sets Frank Vogel has no sets that he could run to like a high pick and roll with with the big with Dwight do a high pick and roll, Dwight. Dwight is one of the best pick and roll guys in, ever in the league. Mm-hmm. You have Dwight utilizing, but he do, they don't utilize. He doesn't utilize the player, so that's it. Just comes back down to like it's a whole bunch of stuff not working, basically yes. a mm-hmm. series of unfortunate events. <laughs> Lickety split, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what it is. So that's mm-hmm. what's happening with the Lakers, and and I think they're going into they're going to start going into panic mode soon. Because it's almost February, and February is a trade deadline. Do I think they're going to trade Westbrook? I can't tell you yet. <laughs> because I think it's too early. Mm. Do I think they need to make a trade? Yes. Not necessarily to trade Westbrook, uh, but I think they should have made a trade. What, the trade I thought they, were, they should have taken was to get um, DeMar, but they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Anything to help them out with at least a little bit more playmaking and shooting would have. Yeah, that's that's what you need to have around LeBron. LeBron needs um, playmakers, uh, not necessarily shooters, because it's, it's easy to guard shooters. So you, you know he's at a three point line. He's not going anywhere. He's going to stay at the three point line and shoot a three. But as well as a playmaker, so so someone I wouldn't say this like KD, but let's use KD as an instance. You know you can shoot the three, but you know you can also put the ball on the floor. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's like, all right, well, he's just in the corner. All he's going to do is shoot the three. Uh, so the best example of it is Danny Green. So you know he's a shoot a three-point shooter. If he puts the ball on the floor, you know what you're going to get is garbage. He's exactly who came to mind. As you were saying <laughs> that, he's exactly who came to mind. I, right? I, I don't know if, if you all know how I feel about that guy right now, but Danny anyway. <laughs> yeah, so so Danny Granger is like a perfect example of like a spot up shooter instead of a playmaker, right? So he and KCP has gotten better. He's gotten at least he could put the ball on the floor. But with Danny, if you put it just like a shootout there, it's just if he puts the ball on the floor, he's not gonna go anywhere. He's gonna well, you take the ball, take two dribbles, pick it up. But if you get a playmaker, you know, Katie can make the shot. So all right, cool. But then he knocks also put on the floor, and then he can get somebody open in the other corner or you could get LeBron cutting through in the middle that's why that's why they miss Caruso like that because Caruso is a, a kind of hustle guy he's not really a shooter he can make some shots but he'll he'll find guys open he's more of a playmaker than a shooter and he's a hustle guy I never understood why they let him go didn't make any sense I guess it was all money though so mm-hmm. but it's a lot of fa- it's a lot of factors that went into to them not um 
to the, to the team that they have now and, and the, the situation that they're in right now. And with mm-hmm. AD out for the next, what is it, four, at least four weeks? At least four weeks. You're right. It, the team is going to be completely different to, than when he comes back. So if they're going to run right now, like, do you bring back AD and play him at what? They, they're going to run with Dwight at the five. Right? Do you bring back in AD at the five? Mm. I run him the same way because he has more his skill set is better than Dwight but Dwight was playing his role perfectly so what do you do so yeah so that's why they have a, a lot of things to figure out yeah mm. crazy so to move on from the Lakers so Ken has a little time to breathe I'll go on to his other team do y'all think that the Golden State Warriors were going to be this good no Mm-mm, definitely you not. Want to, you want to start with this on camera? <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 keep this one, I'll keep this one a lot shorter. Um, I never anticipated that the Warriors would have looked as good as they have in this early part of the season, at least no, before Clay Thompson even gets back on the floor. Jordan Poole's development has been Fantastic. phenomenal. Yes. He is far ahead of schedule. And the fact that he has been playing at such a high level it gives then a credible second offensive option to the Warriors that Clay Thompson would have been. And that we hope that he still can be when he comes back from these, these two catastrophic injuries that he's had. Yeah. But when you look at what the Warriors have been able to accomplish with the bits and pieces that didn't really fit last season, but all of a sudden, no, they're fitting like hand and glove and everything yeah. is looking so much better. Like even the acquisition of Otto Porter, even though he has not been playing big minutes, but he's been giving yeah. them quality minutes whenever right. he's mm-hmm. been on the floor. They have Bielisa, who was a boat out of the blue in that first game against the Lakers and he's come back to earth quite a bit, but he still gives them spacing. And as long as you have spacing and you have Steph Curry, who is healthy and playing at an all elite level, then you are always going to find that the Warriors, because they have a good coach who knows how to put their team together, they're always then going to be there or thereabouts. No, I was very surprised that, like, Right now, we're getting a lot of this buzz about the Warriors being like title favorites in December because I still think that they still have a lot to figure out, especially when they get back clear, they get back Wiseman. They're, they're going to have to do some juggling. Some rotate, rotate, a lot of rotation adjustments. Right, but the fact that they have been as good as they are at this point in time, yes. kudos to them. And I would love to see them keep it going so Steph can get that next MVP trophy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you you kind of basically said it. I I didn't expect them to be this good, um, and specifically to kind of piggyback off of one of your, of your later points, especially for me because Clay was still out and James Wiseman, because I, I I rate that guy really highly for what he he had offered to the team. Right, I, I was not saying that the team was doing like exceptionally well with him, but I still think that he was a credible uh, credible enough at least number two when Clay was out. Um, but so with, with the both of them out and that kind of hurt because I really wanted them back in my fantasy team, you know, um, <laughs> but that, that's, now nah, that's really selfish. I, I, I wish a guy, you know, I, recovers from injury, but yeah, I didn't expect them to make this because you mentioned Jordan Poole. I, 
you know who's been my unsung hero is that is actually the the, the glove junior the, the mini glove the small glove yes yeah Jack i has been yeah nice. I, I i have and again he's not a guy who's been playing big minutes but the man has just been effective and i, I like what i've seen on the defensive side looking like daddy making daddy like proud daddy. yeah I, i'd like it i like it i i, I didn't see this coming i didn't see them sitting at, at what is it is like they only have like six losses right um, yes. That's yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, I didn't see them at, at being this good at this stage. It, it it may be a little challenge to to reincorporate Clay, especially when he gets back. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But at this stage, I am I am impressed. All right. So the thing is uh, that the problem I have with the the Warriors is, uh, apart from the Clay, I think Clay would seamlessly fall in because. This is he's already been in the system. The reason why they took that whole season last season that looked terrible, that was just don't forget, Steph was injured, Draymond was injured, mm-hmm. Clay was injured. So they were just trying to figure out all the guys, how they fit into the system, who we can use, skill, you know, skills that you present to the to the set. Because don't forget, there's a whole system, and the system is Steph. Mm-hmm. That's that system doesn't work without Steph, mm-hmm. right. So who are we going to play? How are we going to use you? And then we came back. Everybody's healthy. The thing about Jordan Poole and the other young guys, like Jordan Poole, Wiggins, and us guys, I, I'm worried about when playoffs start because playoffs is a different level. Playoffs mm-hmm. is when guy it, it gets defenses tune in more to guys in the playoffs because you got that's who I'm playing. So I'm... I played you guys four times for the year already. I know what you can do. I'm going to watch the tape. I'm going to take away your left hand. What are you going to do then? Oh, I'm going to take away your right jab. What are you going to do then? You know, I'm going to put you in situations that I know that's not comfortable for you. So, and I know they don't have any playoff experience apart from Draymond, Steph, Iggy, and Clay. Mm-hmm. Right? The team, the roster is a young squad. I mean, Wiggins has been in the league for a while, but how many playoff series has he won? I think he, he was in the first round in Minnesota. They didn't win. Yeah. And he was in a major part, but I didn't think he was a major part of the team. I, but mind you, I love Wiggins' role. He's like a Harrison Barnes right now. And he's going to thrive on that Harrison Barnes role. Mm. Especially when Clay comes back. Right, so I, I think I think they're in the yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think about how they um they lost five, they lost six games. Suns are a half game ahead of them. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, basically, they're not even a half game. They're level right now because Seven. it's twenty five and six, and Suns is twenty four and five. So they're okay. But the Suns will be having number one seed because they have less losses. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's how. I see that. I, I think I didn't think they were going to be this good. I actually had them, I think, as a four or five seed coming mm-hmm. into the coming into the season. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect Steph to blow up. Well, I didn't. I knew he was going to have a great season, but I didn't expect him to. He's making it look easy. Stephardless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's I'm making it look stephardless. That's the that's, right. that's the uh, TNT the TNT guys they say he's uh, making okay. it effortless. That's okay, not me. That's okay. them. 
<laughs> yes, yeah, the Stephalus, right? So he's making it look Stephalus. Um, and I didn't see that coming uh, because I thought defenses would be more tuned into him and try to shut him down. And mm-hmm. they haven't really done that. They've only, the only time, team I've seen really shut him down was the Suns in that first meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was a little nervous. And then the times he, that he was shut down was because he was thinking too much about breaking the three-point record. So he shut himself down. Mm-hmm. Right? But now that he's over that and he thinks he's the greatest three-point shooter ever, um, <laughs> I think Steph... Steph, people don't realize Steph is averaging five threes a game. Okay, five—that's five made threes a game. Mm-hmm. He's on. Steph is on pace to be the first player to reach four thousand threes by when is it? In three years. Three, yeah, three, three years. years. Right, four thousand threes. The record he just beat was twenty twenty six hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Steph is making five threes a year. And quick, a, a quick fun fact, James Harden is going to pass Reggie Miller before the end of the year on a three-point list. If you did. Yes. I, no, I have no <laughs> idea where he is on the list. James Harden is number four on the list. I, well, I should say how much behind, yeah. Yeah, he's going to pass Reggie before the end of the season. That's if, if he starts making some shots because Harden has been struggling. Like, I think really, that injury, really that the injury from last season, it mm-hmm. it's a mixture of the injury from last season plus the change in the rules because I don't see that same explosiveness that he he's had, right? Mm-hmm. But I can still see him trying to do the same similar moves, but it's just it's like a step slower. Like you see him dribbling, 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 and then somebody will pick, like they just pick him, and I'll be like. What are you doing? And then you realize he's not—he's not moving as fluid or as quickly as he used to before. So I still think that 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 injury is still hampering him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but he's gonna pass um Reggie before the end of the year, based on projection. I think he's making like mm-hmm. one or two threes a game or something like that right now. Mm-hmm. Two point two point three or something like that. But yeah. Uh, the, it's going to be interesting. I want to get y'all take on who you think is just going to be in the finals. <laughs> oh, the, the, the way too early takes, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the best time. It's, it's based on now. Uh, uh, after you just, after you just basically shot down our warriors, um, suggestion. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I, I don't, I really don't. I, you see, I, I take your point about that. I, in in the West, like I genuinely feel like the Suns have a chance to get back in. Okay. I genuinely feel so. And especially because you mentioned the fact that the that a lot of those guys on the Warriors team don't have that playoff experience. Right? And looking looking at the West, I I don't know how many of the other teams I trust to go that far. And I don't trust the Clippers as yet. Let me say that. I I've, I see nothing from the Clippers that makes me trust them. The fact that the Suns were in the finals last year, to me, gives them not just a, a, a psychological edge, but in addition to that, how they've started off this season as well. They, it, they, they, they're really showing that they're not a fluke. So if they carry this momentum into... into and, and this is obviously like 
all factors remaining constant. I'm not accounting for major injuries or anything like that. But if they carry this momentum into the postseason, into the playoffs, and like I said, they, 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 they were there last year. Like, they won the West last year. So it's not like they just came out of nowhere this season. I, 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 I can't put it past them. And, and that's only because, as you mentioned with the Warriors, there are more guys on that team who don't have the experience. Just looking through this, and you, you realize I'm not mentioning the Lakers because I'm not going to. I'll let one of you all do that if, if need be. But just looking at, at, at the remaining, like, I, I don't see. I don't see. I, I don't trust the Jazz enough. I don't trust the Grizzlies enough. The Nuggets, the, those teams who are always, like, consistently good, but then can never just go uh, um, get over the edge when it comes to, like, winning the West. I don't see it. So I'm actually going to give the edge to the Suns. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I realized I didn't even get to the East. I'm, I'm just trying to will it. I, I want to see the Nets in the finals. You know I want my guy, yeah. Katie, to win again. That's what I want to see. I, 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 wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not, if it's the Bucks again. But I, 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 I find it hard to believe that, that we, we'll see a rematch of last year's final. All right. So I still believe in the Warriors. I believe that the Warriors <laughs> can get there. And as you said, when it is playoff time, experience does count for something. But the fact still remains that the Warriors have four very experienced pieces in Steph, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andre Iguodala. Those four pieces can inspire the others to do what is necessary to get to the finals. Because Iggy doesn't have to play big minutes, but when he comes on, he's good and he helps Draymond marshal them defensively. Mm-hmm. And they are always going to have shooting on the floor. And as long as you have the spacing and the shooting and Steph moving off the ball, and as Steph has put on some muscle as well, he's gotten some heavy, gone heavier so he can absorb some of these lashes that are coming in the playoffs because when it gets to playoff time, the refs let them beat him up. And if they called it consistently, then you would not see some of the struggles that he's shown in previous years, especially the early years of the of the um, the Warriors playoff runs that he has had in the playoffs. But he's still been very effective. I don't subscribe to this notion that Steph wilts under the bright lights. That's ridiculous. That's preposterous. But you. If, if a man is if a man is averaging over twenty points a game in the playoffs, that's not wilting. Crunch not time. Co- he's shown that in crunch time that he, he's had he's he makes questionable decisions, not Westbrook like, but his decision making, his shot decision making, his pass decision making, his play, <laughs> all his decision making in a especially in the fourth quarter in crunch time has been left has been head scratches like I trust Clay in in crunch time more than I trust Steph that is fair I will concede that however when you still you because we're not just talking about him we're talking about the collective now so you allow Draymond then to be like the de facto point guard Steph plays off the ball you have Clay Thompson who is also running all over the place provided you know his legs are still good they have enough offensively to beat 
pretty much any team in the league. And then when you look at what they are doing defensively, they are the number one team in the league on defense for a reason. If they're not number one, they are very high up there because they are restricting teams a lot in terms of the number of points they are scoring per hundred possessions. So when you take all of that into consideration from the West of all the teams that are there, I trust the Warriors and their pedigree more than I trust any other team. And especially once they get everybody back and if they come back fit, healthy and firing, there's no other team other than the Warriors that I can see getting their AJ. You don't have to worry about the Lakers because nobody's going to call them in this conversation. Nope. <laughs> but when you look at the East, I still believe that Coach Bud is one of the worst coach, worst coaches in the NBA. So yeah. from that perspective, I can't say that I put that much faith in the Bucks because there's only so much you can do if you're telling Giannis to take the ball at the top of the key and either drive shoot or pass to somebody if the defense collapses you can only run that play so many times and it worked so from that perspective i do not believe that kd will be so tired that he doesn't recognize exactly where his foot is on the floor and shoot a two and not a three and therefore <laughs> the butts then goes ahead i mean so the nets themselves they have a lot of problems right now working out their rotations and everything. Yeah. I also don't believe in Steve Nash as a coach, but he has Kevin Durant on his team who is playing at an MVP level. He has James Harden and he kind of has Kyrie for the road games <laughs> if, they, if they go the road that they have been saying. So if they have a game seven on the road, maybe they decide that they you know they just kind of like try to tank out the season and get to the number eight seed so that they play all of their game sevens on the road and therefore then they'll have Kyrie every time they go on the road for a game seven. Maybe that's what they wow. do. But wow. <laughs> I I I believe that as con- currently constructed, because you know, we just passed the deadline for the teams, the players who were the free agents and and those who were traded that they can now be traded again yes so no we are expecting moves to be made the nets have proven to be buyers more than sellers they are going to try to find some other players to try to build that roster i give them the edge i i don't believe in philadelphia atlanta is still too young they haven't shown anything as yet to prove anything charlotte definitely can't can't get there. So when you look at the top, the, the upper echelon of the East is between the Bucks and the, between the Nets. Mm-hmm. And they give it to the Nets. Yeah. Okay. So my last question would be, well, before I ask my last question, you made a point about Steve Nash not being a great coach. I agree with that. Also, I don't think Steve Kerr was a great coach when he started either. But he, he surrounded himself with great coaches that helped. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Steve Nash also started doing the same. I think it took a major hit when he lost Dan Tony, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think that that piece was a major piece, and most people are recognized that how important Dan Tony is as a coach. Like he's he's gifted as an offensive coach. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why the offense look a little different than it did last year, and Harden probably not 
seeing or finding the gaps and spaces that he was seeing before because D'Antoni isn't able to point it out for him. Um, but yeah, Steve Nash wasn't a great coach. He'll get there soon enough. Once he gets, well, he gets a little pointers because don't forget, Kerr, Kerr had to go by Pop and learn a lot. He had a lot of conversations with Pop, mm-hmm. studied on a Pop, he played on a Pop, and he said that's how he became a better coach because he started to understand people, he understand the culture. I think there's still things Steve Nash needs to go through the same thing. So, so my final question is, mm-hmm. do you think the Nets can win the NBA championship without Kyrie? No. That was easy. Can't do it. And I agree as well. No, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Wow, that's I don't, pretty simple, guys. I don't see it. Yeah, no. Nah. Can we, you, you just I'm, okay if you want a little bit more I I still don't trust the team defensively though and 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 maybe they are better this year again I, I I'm not taking in every single Nets game I mean they're leading the East so it's very possible that they they are uh, they're pretty a few solid notches up good all right that 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 so that's fair I I I, I was going to add to, on top of that though I don't trust that offense to to be the best offense throughout an entire playoff series and then, and then um, Eastern Conference series, series, three series, and then um, into an NBA Finals without Kyrie. Especially if you said with the way James Harden is playing and and because um, you mentioned the and, and we've seen that like it, it it does seem like like he's still injured. <laughs> he doesn't look overweight, so it's, it's probably injury. Yeah. Yeah. So with with all that, like KD can't do this alone. He can't. And without Kerry, who are they going to be relying on? Lamarcus and, and, and Blake? And Joe Paddy, Harris? And Paddy Joe, Mills. Because uh, they're looking to move Joe Harris. Joe Harris yeah, because is he's injured. Right, I, he's, and as well, I was just about to say, well, he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn with oh a pebble last God. year. Listen. Yeah, against the Bucks. So I, I don't, I have, I've lost all faith in him. Um, so oh, yeah, one of the worst shooting slumps from a three-point shooter I've seen him in a long it, time. It, it was... If you know how annoyed I was, I was on vacation during that series. And if you, if you know, my wife was looking at me because I, w- I was getting really intense about that game. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people don't understand, right? In that series, Joe Harris is a three-point champion, eh? right? Mm-hmm. One of the best three-point shooters in the league. Not mm-hmm. just on the team, in the in, league. In the league, yeah. He is getting wide open threes. And he is missing them consecutively. It was a true I don't job. think people... Yeah, it I don't think people job. understand. I don't think people that, understand. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was telling you. I was like, I was, this is what I was trying, was trying to explain to my darling wife. This, this is his job. <laughs> and he's getting the space to be able to, like, just do it. Nobody asking him to do anything extra. Just hit the shots. You get a wide open look. Hit the shots, bro. Like... Nobody asking you to play make or anything. Just hit the... Sh- bro. <sighs> <laughs> like, I had a lot invested you, in you, it. You, would, you, you wouldn't question if Steph or Clay was getting those wild machines if they were if they were going to go in. You just knew it was going in. And like he is he was in terms of skill and three-point skill, he's up there. He's supposed to be well, not up there with them, but close yeah. enough yeah. to yeah. you know threaten like I could be the next and he just wasn't hitting anything. It was crazy. So I, and he hasn't played, I don't think he's played for the season. If I'm not mistaken, so I don't think they really need him per se because they got Patty now. Yeah, but so not I guess try to get not some. having Kyrie 
is going to be a hurdle too far to, to yeah, travel because KD is one thing to beat. I don't even remember who they beat recently when it was, oh, I think it was the Toronto Raptors when it was mm-hmm. just KD, Patty Mills, and a bunch of oh, guys yes. that we yes. had never heard of. But yes. And he played the most minutes he's played since OKC. Okay. Mm. So when you, yeah. when you take the that, game, that was a game. Yeah. So you, you take that, you take what happened in that game. Okay. Blake Griffin isn't giving you them Nothing. that kind of numbers. <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge, no, isn't giving you those kind of numbers. Yeah. You go hope that his heart don't start acting up again and then he, he ends up being out again. So yeah. those mm-hmm. two are the other two that you're you're going to be banking on. And how does that go up against Chris Middleton, Yanis, and Drew Holiday in the box? How does that beat Joel Embiid and um, Seth Curry with the Philadelphia 76ers who are getting great production out of guys like Matisse Tybal and Tyrese Maxey? How does that, how do the two of them alone beat um, Trey Young, and John Collins and the rest of those shooters that they got in Atlanta. How, how do they go up against better constructed teams who have better players, maybe not necessarily from options one through five, but from options three to five or three to the end of the bench versus what the Nets have? And you know, when we get to plus the Rotations shrink, so no, they're playing like 10, 10, maybe 11 deep, but we no, get the playoffs eight, like eight deep, seven, eight deep, right? But playoffs are seven to eight, whereas yeah. now they're gonna use more defense to, to not Correct. try to keep guys staggering <laughs> and get no keep the yeah. load off of them. So, not having Kyrie and having KD's first option, Kyrie's second option, Jim Turner's third option, and whatever else you can get from the rest versus is KD first option. James Harden, who's struggling, second option. Potty Mills is your third option. Pretty or, much. Or is it LaMarcus Aldridge is your third option? So they don't have enough as currently constructed without Kyrie Irving to conceptually win the finals. They can't even yeah. get to the finals, in my opinion, let alone win it. Um, okay. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Agreed. I mean, agree. Agree. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I could go. I could go on all night, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I could go all night. Yeah, should have never gotten you started. Yeah, yeah, no, for real, should have. Should have never got me started with this. But yeah, um, but yeah, so um, I could go all night. I have so many questions, theories, all kind of different stuff. But you know, I don't want to um, take up the five hours that we already have here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, chances are what we have to do. We have to probably split this in two. Because yeah. I think we've had two shows here tonight. We essentially have. We essentially have. We essentially have. Yeah, but uh, logs, of course, we do want to collective thank you. green beige. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> we want to thank you for coming on. It, it was hey. great. Um, no I just quickly yeah. mentioned the matches for week 16. Um, I just yeah, made a quick list, quick list of that. I have Broncos, Raiders, Steelers, Chiefs, the Christmas games, Bronze, Packers, and Colts, Cardinals. We have Bills and Patriots. Ravens, Bengals, 49ers, Titans, and Browns Packers. We have lots of great games on this week. So for those who are with us still at the end of the show, um, those <laughs> are the NFL games you can look out for. Of course, 
Christmas is on Saturday and the NBA, they give us five games on Christmas as well. So chances are... It's going to be a filled Saturday. Filled Saturday. Exactly. Most, <laughs> most butts aren't moving out of chairs this, this Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so Logs, tell the folks where they can find the Collective Bargaining Podcast, how they can meet up, link up with you and, and what you got going on. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, all the collective pod. Uh, the collective pod is spelled, well, not like collective, but you know, it's spelled a little differently. It's spelled um, C O L L E K T I V E pod, collective pod. Uh, that's that's how we have it on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're on YouTube as well as the collective the collective podcast um to collective bargaining podcast um so youtube twitter instagram facebook you can find us all there and AJ told me that you guys do a live show yeah we do a live show uh, every tuesday and thursday all right well <laughs> we will definitely be looking out for you guys and we'll have you back especially when you know the nfl season is over and then we uh, just really just spend some time talk about talking about basketball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I had to get like, uh, y'all could come on the show as well, too. Whenever you want. Well, I can't speak for AJ. I'll speak for me. Whenever you want me. <laughs> just let me know yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll do my best to be available. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you're not, you're not, your knowledge in the game is quite, is quite good. It's better than most. So, I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think, I think you could have a, a, a good discussion depending on the topics that we have you know that's not a problem <laughs> all right so folks this is where we're going to end it for this week this was the second half of the green Bay podcast <laughs> as always that is aj he is the green i am ken i am the bitch that was logs from the collective bargaining podcast and we will see you next time